Hello, and welcome once again to another edition of TNC Music Radio's Music with a Mission, where we take an in-depth view of the artists chosen by God to use their gift to glorify Him, the stories behind their music, and, of course, how the Lord has been with them in the process. Our guests are a group of musicians that minister to their peers here at Times Square Church. They're the youth band here at TSC. This is Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis, and that anointed sound leading SYP in worship are the youth band of musicians here at Times Square Church. Great to have you with us, guys. And we have Ben Hughes with us, who brought along this gang of godly guys and gals. <laughs> also with us, a uh, good friend and brother, the director of TSC Music and producer of this podcast, Greg Thomas, who wanted to ride along because he told me at lunch that, hey, I know these guys, and I want to be there. So, <laughs> so just in case you guys intended on being vague or leading me in another direction, just want to know I got back up. All right. Okay. Okay. First, I got to tell you, this is the first time we've had so many guests on the show. And what we do normally, usually, is kind of get a history of our guests in sort of a chronological fashion, beginning with how they began in music. But since there are you know, so many of us here, uh, we will dispense of that and start just with your names, your ages, your instruments, and how you became a member of the youth band. Let's start with you. Sure. Uh, my name is Chris Cruz. I am... 21 years old. Uh, I play organ, organ and piano. Okay. Um, I started playing when I was 18, so that was three, about three and a half years ago. Okay. Um, I joined because my brother was actually the guitarist here. Oh. And uh, I just started coming to the practices. I asked Ben, you know, if I could just listen in, uh, practice with them, and I finally, you know, stepped up and started playing with them. Nice. How about you? My name's Adana. I'm 20. Uh, started pl- I played the drums. Drums? Yes. Okay. I started playing when I was 12 in junior high. How'd you get to be a part of the TSE Youth Band? My mentor was in the music ministry, and she what, told me to audition. Which is who? Her name is Naomi. Okay. Okay. Naomi and, Robinson? Yeah. Oh, you yes. guys know? If you know her. I know yeah. Naomi. Yeah, I used yeah. to work with Naomi. Okay. So Naomi was your mentor, and uh, she taught you to play the drums. No, she told me to audition. She taught you to audition. And okay. I, I fool out of myself. I taught her how to play the drums. No. Easy, man. Easy. <laughs> 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 I'm the keyboard. No, you. Tell me how to play the drums. Doctor Greg was a keyboard. Patrick on bass. That took a while. It was a slow learn. Work it out. 
Jacqueline, I know you, uh, and uh, you are... I am Jacqueline Acevedo, and mm. Ben did not teach me how to play percussion, uh-huh. but I play percussion with the youth band, okay. and I started... Right. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> you know what it was? It was the encouragement on the cowbell that really did it, you know. I smile every time I hear the cowbell. I know. It's just great. And Ben, I know you're a guitarist. Yeah, play the guitar. I started playing with uh, the youth band three years ago. Three mm-hmm. or four years ago. I think four. Maybe even four. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, when I was when I was 24, I guess I started. 24, 25, and 29 now. And yeah. Now, were you all in music prior to following Christ? How did that work out? Madonna? I was a music major in high school and oh, in junior high. Okay. Was that be- before Christ? No. Okay. You were always saved. Yes. Understood. How about you, Chris? Uh, yeah, I was just a little brother looking at my brother and his friends playing, and that was it. But were you saved during the time? I was saved, yeah. Okay, so everybody here was saved... Before in music ministry. I'm going to have to pull the nay card on that one. Except you. <laughs> Except for Ben. Okay. All right. So the leader. The leader. The leader. Okay. <laughs> he was a heathen. I see. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now, you guys play for The Gate, which is the youth worship on Friday night, which is not exactly your regular Sunday morning service, is it? No. No, I guess not. I guess... Uh, so how is so. it different from a Sunday morning service? Well... I think the music selection is much different. How? It's kind of more guitar based than um, you know Come Greg leads on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the guitars just happen to be the loudest instrument out there because yeah. I have the volume control. I see. Next very to good. Me. Directly. Okay. Okay. Oh, we've got another member of the band coming in now. I say we stole him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. He's late. He's late. <laughs> Let me ask you, while he's getting undressed, I want to ask you this. How does punctuality play into (laughs) being a band member? (laughs) We've got another member of the youth band joining us right now, and his name is... Patrick. (laughs) Can can it technically be called a youth band? Because these guys are pretty up there. How old are you, Ben? I'm I'm pushing thirty. I'm I'm twenty nine. I'm, I'm so soon you won't even be allowed in the gate. No, I've got a couple months left before they... uh... Jacqueline? Yes. How old are you? I'm a lady. I, I can't believe that, dear. Oh, oh come on. It's 2011. Come on. It's 2011. Oh. Well, I'm definitely if not my 2011. my mom were here. Oh. Okay, we're not going to get an trouble. age out of her. How, how about you, Patrick? How old are you? I'm uh, 30-something. 30-something. And you, Adana? 20. Wait, wait, wait. Why didn't you get on him? He said 30-something. He didn't say 30-anything. Well, he's too old to be in the gate. Yeah, no, I'm trying to... We, I'm already, trying to, <laughs> we already know it. So. Trying to figure out how many people are over the hill here. And Chris, you said you're 22. 20, yeah. Okay, so it's really not a youth band per se. It's kind of a mixture of such. I guess. So, what are you guys young at heart? Yeah, well, yeah, like the commercial. Did you guys have yeah. that commercial? Seriously, you got a head start. Aye, aye, aye. I think it was a song before it was a commercial. See, that yeah. shows Greg's age. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on to some more serious matters here. I, I, I would think. I would think. You guys are, um, what is your hope uh, as musicians in the youth band? Any hopes for the future? It'd be cool to do more like outreaches internationally. International outreach? Yeah. Interesting. Um, I don't really have like 
plan per se. Um, before I used to like you know have plans like this is what I'm gonna do this year. Mm-hmm. This is my goal next year yeah. and all this stuff. Exactly. But usually um, somehow God is always like you know taking me to like other direction. So you know um, like now I have my little plan you know as. As Which is what? Like next month, you know. Which I'm is gonna, what? Oh, I see. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna pray here or there. Mm-hmm. But um, it looks like God always opened door that I don't even like. You know, like plan. Okay. You know. Oh, so it's a step by step process with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. As for now, I'm like you know really focused on like playing here at Times Square okay. and uh, taking care of my uh, band. Understood. Yeah. How about you, Jacqueline? Um, that's kind of been my question to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm asking. I'm I'm asking. Okay, so you've given me this talent. What do you want me to do with it? Okay. How do you see it being used? And I want to make sure that it's actually going to be used of Him. And it is here. And I feel really confident about that with um, with the youth band. And I'm really happy um, to be here with these folks. Okay. Yeah. How do you guys stay grounded? In other words. You're playing to over 700 young people. You're young yourselves. How do you stay grounded? Coming from playing a lot in uh, different venues before I got before I got saved, it's a very different atmosphere playing at Times Square Church than it was playing out at uh, other venues. Uh-huh. It's there's no no one's coming here to uh, to worship the band mm-hmm. that I know of anyway. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there are a couple, but for the most part, people are coming in to <clears throat> have a encounter with Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whereas in the secular world, people are coming in to, you know, worship their, not even worship, but they have idols that they look up to and they want to hang out with them and they want to hear what they're doing. And it, it's totally, totally different. So what you're saying is there is no temptation among anybody in this group in that arena. You know a what I'm talking about. different arena, though. Okay, okay. So does that change the fact that you're getting applause and adulation and you're human? Yeah, I think it's definitely, it can be a struggle. Okay, well, um, let's, let's keep it real, Chris, shall we? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, like you said, there are 700 kids, you know, and kind of like, you know, at the end of the song, they start clapping. It's like, well, uh, are they clapping because we played nice or mm-hmm. are they clapping because you know, they're really worshiping? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, this is something that you know I always try before service. I really try to uh, surrender this to the Lord. Mm. Like God, uh, I'm giving you what little I have, and I don't want to take anything from you. Okay. So everything, every chord I play, every note that I play, I want it to glorify you. And mm-hmm. there is there is that temptation to be like, well, I'm I'm good, and I mean I can wow somebody mm-hmm. and I can uh, get somebody's attention, but that's not why we're here. We're not right. here to get people's attention and draw them towards ourselves but just to direct that that attention and worship towards the lord mm-hmm. how about you adonna when the doors are shut and the phones are off you ever give yourself high fives in the bedroom no <laughs> no not even a temptation to do that say <laughs> to say no. yeah you, you, you're rolled girl you, you you played those drums today no no never nobody ever come up to you and say hey uh, a lot of people do especially oh. when i was like covering for harry yeah <laughs> 
Everyone came up to me. Harry's, right Harry's like the drummer here at Times Square. So Church. you're good enough to cover for Harry Vaughn. <laughs> you, you must be pretty good. <laughs> She's really good. <laughs> we we got to get Harry in here. <laughs> I mean, if you can fill in for Harry, I mean, that's just phenomenal. The man had shoulder surgery and he just rushed back, man. I tell you what. But uh, but when that happens, when people come up to you and you say, "Wow, it was wow, scary," yeah. okay, it was scary because they will stop me and I'm like, "Okay," and they're like, "You're so good." I'm like, "Okay, well, God has given you talent." Okay, mm-hmm. and then the next week they'll see me again saying the same thing, and it gets kind of annoying. Then it they start. Annoying. It does because I don't want it to be. <laughs> you never going to hear it again. I can tell you that much. After this podcast. To be like all pride or whatever, right? Because I want to be like humble about it. So okay. then, so how then, do you keep yourself humble? I go to God be the glory, thank you. Mm-hmm. And then they start calling other people, which makes it even weird. Like this one dude last Sunday was like, She's a Donna, she's a drummer, she played for Harry when he was gone, yeah. And I was like scared, and I was like, Please close the elevator, close the elevator. <laughs> And, but yeah. but 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 there's no there's nothing wrong with being complimented, right? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with people saying to you, you know, great job, yada yada yada. It's all in how you receive it, mm-hmm. and then how you walk away from that, you know. And sometimes you don't even have to say anything because a lot of times, you know, my response would be just like yours, either to God be the glory, which is what Christians have become, you know, expected to say, and now they expect, you know, people now expect to hear something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, but sometimes thank you is fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with just well, thank you. That's very kind of you. You know, mm-hmm. uh, because we we all know that it's always somebody better than us. Yeah. Yeah. I think once you if you keep that up front, you're okay, huh? Yeah, and keep the Lord up front. Absolutely, and and there's a way to do that without you know saying to God be the glory all the time. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but I think it's okay. It's normal to be normal. At least it should be. <laughs> You know, to so a simple thank you sometimes is 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 okay. You know, so because I've had you fill in a f- number of times, and to be honest with you, I would not have called you back if I didn't think <laughs> you were doing. You know, you were doing a great job, and I'll tell you when Adana was great, and that's and that's got to be okay with you. And I think all of you, all of us, uh, our hearts have to be at a place where we can receive compliments and it not blow our heads up, mm-hmm. uh, or we feel that because we received it, we've just sinned against God, or we touched right. the glory. I don't think that's the case at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, I'm not going to preach, but you no, know, I think, it's no, really no, an issue you're right on point, actually. Yeah, I really agree with that, too, and I think a lot of the, the, it's the way that you receive it that shows sometimes your humility, just being able to say, like you're saying, just being able to say thank you sometimes. It's like, you don't think that you could possibly take the glory from God Almighty, because you said thank you. You know, I mean, God's given you that gift. So, in some ways, it's even more gracious to be able to say thank you very much. Some people say thank you like, oh, thank you. You know, do the frown, you know, the the church frown, you know, thank you. (laughs) Instead of just (laughs) a nice smile, thank you. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you. And just be on your merry way. TSC Music has a Facebook page in which we are seeking your opinion on a variety of topics in relation to Christian music that we plan to address in upcoming podcasts. Uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to invite the listening audience to visit the Facebook page and respond with your written opinion. It would be most welcomed and will be aired in the future, God willing. I'd like to ask you guys a question, though, one of the questions that's on the page, and that is, is it okay for Christians to listen to secular music. 
トルです。Uh, let's say a love song, you know,、yeah. um, or song about your parents, you know, your mom, your dad, you know. Okay, so you don't see anything、um, wrong with listening to secular music? Depending on the lyrics. Depending on the lyrics. Yeah. You're shaking your head, Chris. You agree with that? Yeah, I agree.、Uh, I think, like, a lot of the songs we play here,、um, especially the gospel songs, they're like, you know, there's a mixture of, like, jazz and blues. And so I tend to listen to those genres, whether or not they're Christian or not. Okay. How about you, Jacqueline?、Uh, yeah, I,、um, I listen to a lot of different k i n d of music. And my thing is always <laughs> is it going to compromise me? So, for example, like say, you know, someone just, <clears throat> someone just got out of a, a, a relationship. You know, you're not going to go listen to really sad love songs for the next eight hours because you're just going to. Or get in a dark room and play Shade? Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a time and there's a place and there's like, you know, there's, there's, there's certain times for these. And I think doesn't, that. Doesn't exactly each, edify your spirit, does it? No, and I think that, you know, there's, there is.、Um, like I said, there's a time and a place for each thing and there's a season for each thing, too. What do you so, think, Ben? When I was growing up, I was totally, really, really involved in music, and it kind of defined, well, I thought it did anyway, me as a person. So I came to a point after I got saved,、um, I had to get rid of my music, and so I did. I did the clean sweep.、I、yeah, we hear a lot of stories about that. Destroy, I felt like, you know, I got to get rid of everything. So、right. I did. And then, you know, I listened to just, for a season, it was, I was only listening to Christian music. I listened to this one particular artist who was. Terrible, but I just like, oh, it's Christian, it's great, I'll just listen to it nonstop. Drove my wife nuts. Right. But after a while, God kind of gave me this a bit of a release. It's kind of like I went through a season, I don't think I listened to non Christian music for almost maybe a year or two.、Mm-hmm. And then、um, all of a sudden, I kind of had this, this nudge to start to learn how to play guitar a bit better in different styles of guitar. Right. And so I felt after. I started buying some, some guitars. It was a blues genre. I felt fine. It didn't have a hold on me. It didn't, have, it didn't define me as a person. Right. And it was cool again.、Mm. Well, the point I'm trying to get at is, you know, and we've had some comments on Facebook about it. Some people feel as though it's not a black and white issue. Some people feel as though it is a black and white issue. And that if you're not listening to music that is edifying your soul and your spirit, you're compromising your soul and your spirit. You want me to chime in on this? Because,、uh, you know, I have really big opinions. <laughs> sure, well, we'll, well, you know, before I, before I came to the Lord, and actually, it wasn't even before, I was, I was saved then.、Yeah. I listened to a lot of instrumental jazz. Right. What's wrong、uh, with that? Contemporary jazz. CD 101.9 was like my station for two reasons. One, it was not a good Christian radio station in New York at the、mm-hmm. time, not one that you want to listen to all day.、Mm-hmm. But then, secondly, it was all instrumental music. And so I embraced the music. I loved the music. I loved the colors. I loved the sounds. I loved the inflections. I loved what the music said. And I could make it say what I wanted it to say because、yeah. there were no lyrics. There was nothing feeding my heart or feeding my mind 
no sexual innuendos and you know what I mean? It wasn't talking about money. It was just music. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes as, as Christians, we can overrate the difference, if you will, the, or the value of what we call secular music. And I'll give you an example. Uh, I have satellite radio in the car, or at least I had it, mm-hmm. until it stopped working for some reason. Okay. Uh, and my daughter likes to listen to Kids Plays Live on the way in sometimes. And we'll listen to Kids Plays Live. And there's a song that comes on, and it's, it's a song about leftovers. Yeah, everybody knows what that's And the song is, I want to plug it because then the guy gets royalties. Everybody will go out and buy it. But, you know, it's the leftovers are coming to get me. It's this song about this guy who has a dream about all the leftover food he left in the refrigerator. And it's pretty catchy. And who knew that this song later was going to be like the number one kid song in America? Okay. So what's your point? You know, my point is that... It, the, the kid station was all kid-friendly music. None of these songs were talking about God. Uh-huh. They weren't polluting her mind. They weren't making her demonic or, you know, uh, <laughs> sending her to, you know, into a ungodly frenzy. Okay. It was just kids' music, and okay. she loved it. But at the same time, she will listen to kids' praise live, mm. you know, on another morning or shortly after that. And and I'm not saying that it's a musical balance because I think there's a very big difference between the messages that are there. But I guess my point is that the music wasn't leading her. It wasn't corrupting her heart. Does that make sense? It does. It wasn't. And so I think we need to be okay with embracing music for what music is. But not every music, like you said earlier, not every music is designed or every style of music is designed uh, to edify. And so if we're listening, if we're playing stuff or we're listening to stuff that's got lyrics, naturally the first thing we're listening to is the message. That's why gospel music is gospel music. At least mm-hmm. it's supposed to have the gospel in it. Okay. Christian music is supposed to speak about Christ. It's supposed to have that in it. Not musically in it, but message first. And if we do that, I think we're walking a, safe, a very safe line. It's interesting. We had Todd Williams on, who was the former music director here, and he said that sometimes he listens to jazz music just to appreciate what God has done in those musicians. That is to say, the musical talent that he has given each musician. Anybody listen to music on that accord? Actually, yeah. I always try to um, check out what's what's happening out there, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, do you, do you admire the gift in the musician? Yes. Um, you do? Yeah. Like who? There's a tons of great musicians. Uh, like? Like, um, like Harry, the drummer. Oh, come on. <laughs> if we mention his name one more time. <laughs> no, really. Who? Yeah, yes, yeah, like, you know, John Coltrane. Oh, okay, know, really? Charlie Parker. Really? And, you know, um, there are millions of great musicians okay. uh, that I think we should check out, actually. Actually, one just beamed it down in the studio from the heaven's gates. And we, <laughs> let's, let's get his name and what instrument he plays, how old he is. Could you step up to the... Step up to the plate. Step up to the plate there. Yeah, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Andrew. I, uh, I play the piano with the band here. You play the piano? Yeah. And how, and how do you feel about punctuality being a part of... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Music with a Mission, Andrew. Well, he's not a, he's not a full-time musician, so he's got a real job. <laughs> uh, we were talking a bit about the TSC podcast question 
on the Facebook page, which again we're we're inviting people to write in and respond to, is is it okay for Christians to listen to secular music? And you were beamed down right in the middle of opinions. Nice. So, and we want yours. What do you think? I think it definitely depends on the music. Um, I kind of heard the tail end of a few things that people were saying, but definitely the message that it's putting out. Um, I know a lot of, I'm not too crazy about a whole lot of the newer music that's been coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, They've almost been a lot more straightforward with the message that they've been putting. Uh, It just seems like in the past it was a lot more subtle and it was a lot more about the music. When you say it, you're talking about... The message, the message that it's putting out. Mm I kind of grew up listening to, I grew up in church, so I was always listening to Christian music, but um, I kind of was influenced a lot with my family and things that I heard around me by classic rock and music from back in the 60s and the 70s. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was Ben Hughes with the the peanut calorie over there. That was a daughter. That was Harry. Go ahead, Andrew. Um, And while there's definitely extremes to that, side of rock that I really wouldn't be listening to um, there's definitely a middle place where it, it's really just straight music and mm. you know, I, I never really saw a problem I mean if kind of like what Greg was saying you're listening to it for the music aspect of it I see um, what's on your iPod anyway hey, yeah, that's a great question I'm gonna find out what's on your iPod after this break <laughs> yeah let's say we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna find out what's on your iPod how about that? You, you guys are sweat. What is it? Oh, boy. <laughs> we got the youth band from TSC on Music with a Mission. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is a provider. God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is a husband to the widow. God is the one with your answer. God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio. Where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church in New York City. The Bible speaks in the Old Testament of a man called Nehemiah who was going about his day when a word came to him that something he held very, very dear in his heart had had been destroyed. He was so sorrowful that he began to pray. And in the midst of his prayers, God gave him a commission to go back and rebuild that which had fallen down all around the people that he loved. He went and he began to work, and in his work he began to continuously pray. And as he prayed, God gave this man divine wisdom. In that divine wisdom, the miraculous began to happen. Other people began to be inspired to rebuild as well. In 52 days, the miraculous was done. If you will pray, I promise you that God will begin to do the miraculous in your life. It is time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org.
It's TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis, and we are back with the youth band here at TSC. And prior to the break, we said we were going to find out what was on their iPod. As we all agreed, or some of us, that listening to secular music is okay. Right, Adana? Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> and I happen to know that you like uh, Christian hip-hop, do you not? Sort of, kind of. Okay, so listening to a little Jay-Z is okay then, No. Huh? Oh, but you just said Definitely secular music not. is okay. Because he believes he's God. Oh, I see. So, I don't so, the, so it's a lyrical content thing. Yes, sir. What musicians do you listen to, Chris, on uh, your iPod? I'd say the top three are Israel, Fred Hammond, uh, and TSC, actually. Okay. Any secular artists you listen to? Sure. Who? Uh, I don't know if you guys really know him. It's this guy named Johnny D. Francesco. Okay. Like jazz organist. Jazz. Yeah, listen to him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Trying to pick up some riffs on the side? Yeah, just trying to learn. Okay. Yeah. okay. How about you, Patrick? Um, I listen to uh, a lot of different jazz stuff. I also listen to uh, Heal Song, actually. I like okay. that. Even their music, I think it's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. What, what was that? Uh, Hugh Song, Australia. Okay. I'm sorry, I picked on you before. Who do you listen to? Uh, I listen to Ashmont Hill. There's mm. something new. They're good. Okay. Uh, is that a Christian band? Yes. Ashmont Hill. Yeah. What genre of music is that? Christian pop. Okay. Okay. Who else? Um, Fred Hammond. Fred. And the Cannoli Brothers. Ah, okay. Taking it back a bit. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Ben? Um, Mr. Rock and Roll Man. Kate Conlin. Ah! Rick Thomas. That's it. Um, and aside from those CDs, which I do listen to. Um, Mr. Carter. I already mentioned, yeah. <laughs> Got my bases covered. Um, Any secular people you listen to? Um, it's funny. I listen to a lot of Bob Dylan, but I just listened to the albums he wrote as a Christian. Mm. There's three Those albums great, that I, I listen to really kind of back-to-back, cool. nonstop. Okay. And then uh, another fella, Johnny Lang, um, who's also a Christian now. When you listen, and, what are you listening for? Lyrical phrasing? I'm, I'm mostly on... I'm listening first... Mm-hmm. Uh, usually for a, a good guitar player. I see very good. And then I'm really listening to lyrics as well. So I listen to another fellow who's secular. I listen to secular people who are dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Albert King. I see. Right. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Good, good blues. Yeah. How about you, uh, Jacqueline? You know, I, um, I'm a big uh, fan of Fred Hammond, too, and it shouldn't surprise me that they are, too, but I just actually was surprised that it was definitely in their top three. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre Crouch. Oh. Love Andre since I was a baby. The old school. Since I was a baby. Okay. Um, I listen to, you know, when you're talking about artists who inspire you, you know, to change things up. Uh, I listen to Alex Acuna. He has a couple of, um, uh, you know, he, he's played with everybody. So for me, it's an inspiration as a percussionist to listen um, to familiar. him mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, the variety of music that he plays in and uh, I'm a huge Jill Scott fan no kidding I love Jill Scott okay and why do you listen to her you know I really um, see the thing is is like you know like she says she started as a poet and uh, I I can really uh, relate to her on that level um, not that I know her personally <clears throat> yet. Hopefully, call me. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, 
But uh, but the show I, has I turned really into didn't. a show of cheap plugs. I tell you what. <laughs> no, but I, I really do. Uh, I, I appreciate her lyrics, mm-hmm. and um, you know when I when I the live stuff that I've seen of hers, she definitely doesn't just play. Um, the recorded music as it was recorded. She definitely keeps a jazz feel about it. She takes it and she improvises with it. So to me, it seems like she gives her musicians uh, a nice amount of freedom within context. Do you ever feel heavy after you've listened to some of the secular artists? I listen to it like too much. It kind of takes me to like, I just, this is enough of this. Chris mentioned a a Hammond organ uh, player because the Hammond is used. I don't know how many of you guys listen to jazz on that level. I've listened to quite a bit of it from E.J. Hammond. And that can take you to a dark place. Really? Oh, it depends. Yeah, it depends on the style of music that it is. You okay. know? Not all jazz is the same. It's Right. You know, there's some real dark Hammond organ jazz players uh, that can take you away from the things of God and, and that your your mind is just not on what it would normally be. You okay. Know? You could normally, in your day-to-day, you know, depending on where you are with the Lord. Mm-hmm. On your day to day, you can be in a place where uh, it's 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 your it's a part of your character to just be thinking about the things. I'm not talking 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because I don't I don't know anybody who does that. Yeah, I don't know anybody who does that. <laughs> um, but I mean, where the majority of your time during during the day is appreciating the fact that God is alive and well, he lives within you. And so you're just in a real good mood because you're with him and he's with you and you know that. But then there are certain times when you, you know, if I'm listening to certain organists uh, too long, it it gets dark because Mm. they start moving into these dark progressions and these, they start changing the tone on the Hammond. And you can do that. If you know the Hammond organ, well, Mm. you can, you can create an atmosphere where it's just, it's just dark, they're dark tones Mm -hmm. and the runs that they're playing and the, and the, you know, the way they're wooing is what music is a whole lot more powerful than I think we realize. And uh, and so that's why I'm asking that question because Mm -hmm. you can be listening to some, and we probably should at some point in our, we meet monthly, Oh, the band and you you and the band? Yeah, Mm -hmm. just have some time to pour into each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And probably should explore the effects of music. Because I think we we underestimate the effect uh, or the effects of music on our lives. So music can certainly take you to a very dark place. But it can take you to a very... There's some Christian music that's just dark. You ever hear any of that stuff? You know, it doesn't speak about the promises of God. It doesn't (laughs) speak about... You know, the truth, it doesn't have any real truth. It's just dark, you know. Yeah. Songs about your feelings, they don't matter. I was listening to one the other day, and it was, you know, a hand clapper, you know, and it was a great song, and it's grooving, but I started listening to it. I was like, this is not even scriptural, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. It's not. Yeah. And it's so, in fact, it is so, and the antithesis of scriptural, you know, when, you know, David always declared his feelings. Sure. He had no problem declaring them. But yeah, right. there's a song that's saying, you know, my feelings, they don't matter. I'm going to be like David. Well, no, because David's his feelings matter. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it can take you to a place where it, you're no longer as close to God mentally and even spiritually as you once were. I think you can do that. And thank mm-hmm. God for the Psalms. Sometimes yeah. I, some, some days I wake up, I'm like, okay, it's a Psalms day. I need to. Yeah. It's one of those real days. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Not anything else, it's not real. Yeah. What do you guys find as uh, the most enjoyable thing about being in the youth band? Their buddies. Oh, the fellowship? <laughs> the friends. Is that, is that Nobody what you're saying? Nobody understood what I meant, right? You agree, Chris? <laughs> I don't think they agree. 
<laughs> Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just love the fellowship. Like was mentioned earlier, we as a band, we're actually from, I mean, totally different places, yeah. um, totally different, even family backgrounds and upbringings, and you know, we come together and it's like, you know, there's no difference. Okay. We're here for the same reason, and um, I, I mean, I always have a good time with these guys. So. You agree with that, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really just fun to kind of get together on a Friday night and just be able to come and worship, especially okay. in a church like this on, on that kind of a platform, um, to just be able to get together and play all different really kinds of music, depending on who's, who's leading worship and, you know, just kind of freely worship. We, we've got age group, who are you, 20, Chris? 21. 20, who's the youngest here? Madonna. I'm 20, right? Yes. So we go from 20 to... We're saying 30-something. When I was growing up, because all of you guys, all of you, for the most part, all of you grew up playing in the church, right? What are you saying? Well, my, my, because when, I, I mean, I grew up in the church. I grew up in the church and grew up playing in the church. I mm -hmm. started when I was seven, but playing when I was, when I was 13. Mm -hmm. Well, here, here's a thought. Here's a question I want to ask you. Because when I grew up, I didn't have the direct influences that you guys have now. You guys have Raphael Rupert, you've got Vicki Griffin, who just kind of pour into your heart, pour into your life. You're under the leadership of Pastor Patrick here, who's our youth pastor, or pastor of youth. I don't know how we say that around here anymore. But uh, And so, he, you know, you've got somebody who's pouring into you and is challenging you and provoking you to righteousness and, and demanding righteousness from you. And it's an awesome place. I don't know, I don't know if you realize how privileged you are, because when I was growing up in the church, I didn't, I didn't have somebody pouring into me like that. So I made a lot of errors. You know, I tried a lot of things. I, I was afraid to try some other things, but some things I tried and made some mistakes. How do you feel now as young musicians in the church? You're being streamed on Friday nights. You're recorded. You have uh, a degree of influence on Friday nights. People are used to seeing you there. They see your face on the screen. What would you say to the young musician who is aspiring to do what you do or to be where you are? Uh, what would you say to that young person? How would you encourage them to pursue this, if you will, and stay on the straight and narrow? Good question. Because eventually I want to know how you stayed on the straight and narrow. Because I, I made some, I jacked, I jacked up some stuff. <laughs> I just messed up. I messed up some relationships. I made some messes in my life. You know, but the Lord is restored. He's a healer. And, and, but, I, but I was in the church for a long time and wasn't saved. So I guess my question to you is, what would you say to, what would you say to me 20 years ago? Ooh. <laughs> do you play the organ as good as you do now? <laughs> <laughs> you should do the Christian comedy thing on the side. <laughs> it's a good question, though. <laughs> what do you say, guys? Other than playing on Friday in front of 800 people, I also play on the fourth floor in mm -hmm. front of only 50. Yeah. And so what I try to do is play the same way I do on Friday that I do on Sunday in front of only 50. Regardless of what Greg said, like streaming and you know you're going to be shown all given, over the world. Giving it 100% either way. Okay. And uh, that's the way I feel, and I think that's the only way you should do it. Is that the way you see it, Andrew? The way I guess I've kind of always seen it, Growing up in this church, I've never really asked to be part of music ministry. It just kind of happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, coming up through junior high, somebody heard that I played piano and then asked me to start filling in on Sunday mornings for the junior high. Um, and really looking back, I think 
not taking that for granted to be in that position that really God was the one that allowed it to happen to allowed me to be part of the music ministry um, that there's really no ambition there for for me to be in front of people or to be heard or you know to get any better just because I want to sound better it's really just about me worshiping God for thanking him for and we have just been joined by an integral part of the youth ministry on Friday night, and she is Vicki Griffin. Vicki, good to have you. <laughs> she's, she's making the choking sign at Greg Thomas there. Vicki, you are an integral part of The Gate, 7 o'clock on Friday night for the youth, the youth ministry. We've got the youth band here, and what do you do? We worship. That's what we do. We worship God, and we have a good time, and we're just grateful for the presence of God that meets us every Friday night. Okay. It's powerful. It's just, it's nothing like it. What do you like most about it? What I like most about it is just it's young people who are willing to just abandon themselves in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. There's a liberty that's there, and the, just the joy of seeing young people who have never had a relationship with Christ come to the Lord mm -hmm. and come with just no church background, no anything, and just are free, mm. free. And Pastor Patrick that. brings a powerful word every Friday, huh? Yes, it's Pastor Patrick. Tell me what you like most about Pastor Patrick. And the word that he <laughs> You better be honest here. <laughs> he has a cool name. <laughs> Honestly, what is it about Pastor Patrick and the way that he brings the word that uh, really touches you? I guess he's just real, you know? And yeah. He doesn't uh, sugarcoat anything. Okay. And I think that's what young people, that's that's what I, I, I know I need that. You know, mm -hmm. I don't need anything that's soft and sugar-coated. I need you to tell me, you know, the truth. I need you to tell me what God wants to speak. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes he does bring a hard word sometimes, but he knows he has to do it mm -hmm. in order to, um, in order for the young people to be corrected and for us to be able to, to uh, have a relationship that's pure in the Lord. Mm. I think that's really what it comes down to. Like what Ben says, the anointing makes the difference. Yeah. Do you guys have a name? Are you just a youth band? We need a name. We had the dragons, right? Okay, you you play at the gate. Is it the Gators? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not in Florida. We can't do that one. Ben Hughes and his minions. <laughs> <laughs> Said the man who just got us all water. <laughs> it has been a pleasure talking to each and every one of you here on Music with a Mission. Ben Hughes, Jacqueline Acevedo. Andrew Weber. Weber, Patrick, Andy, Adana. What's your last name, Adana? Agginson. Okay, and Chris Cruz. Chris Cruz, the youth band here at Times Square Church, along with my good friend and brother Greg Thomas. Thank you all for being on Music with a Mission. We see you at the gate Friday night, yes. seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Right, thanks again. Take joy, my king, and what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. By the way, we do want to hear what you think about music with a mission. We want your tips, hints, questions, and suggestions. Email your comments to music at timesquarechurch.org, or check out TSC Music on Facebook and Twitter. And, of course, visit the website, www.tscnyc.org slash music. 
Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and special administrative assistance from Jessica Carrasco. Remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Derek Davis. Join us next time on Music with a Mission.